are rolling. Alright, you ready? Let's do it. Okay. Welcome to Grounded and Soaring, our new podcast that explores how we might raise healthy kids in a too often unhealthy world. My name is Terry DeBow. I am the Director of Communications and Story here at Marin Montessori School. And we're going to call this a preview episode uh, because we're going to try and explain what it is we're trying to accomplish. And to help me do that, I'm joined by our head of school, Sam Shapiro. Hello, Sam. Hey, Terry. How's it going? I'm great. It's good. It's a strange little thing we're doing, but it's exciting. It'll be good. I'm really excited. All right. So uh, we all know that the world needs another podcast. So let's start there. Why are we here? What are we trying to do with Grounded and Soaring? So, Terry, really there are two goals um, of this endeavor. The first is going to be to create a site, a website, where current MMS parents can go really to find exciting, thoughtful content to support them in better understanding how the magic happens every day for their children's education. You know, I... um, I've seen that in, I'm, I'm finishing my eighth year here, um, that the parents, the families that find the greatest satisfaction here are the ones that really get to know Montessori education and, and how it works and then how they can translate it into their home. But the other frustrating thing for me in my eight years here is I've heard more often than I'd like that parents tell me that they feel that their children's education here is a bit of a black box. Um, They know their children love coming to school. They see them developing beautifully in all the ways we want them to develop, but they don't really understand clearly enough about what their children are learning each day and how they're doing and how, how, how that happens. So we want families to experience MMS as open, sunny, accessible, not a black box. And Grounded and Soaring is just one way we are seeking to open up the MMS magic. Ultimately, we want everyone here to flourish, uh, including our parents. The second goal is to offer to the larger world of parents um, what we do in in an active service, in an offering. It's a hard time to be a human being, let alone a parent, and our community contains so much collective wisdom that we know parents beyond MMS could benefit from. So we want to be a positive additive force in the world, and and really that's our second goal. Well, I mean... Obviously, I'm a big fan of this idea. I think that there's a sense of school it's a, uh, that can be a little invisible. We send our kids there. We hope at the end of the quarter we get good notes. You know, that's in the traditional model. At MMS, it's, you know, because of the Montessori method, it's a little bit more complicated. And so I think that's one major reason to do it. And I agree. This is a hard time. And so it's great to have an opportunity to share whatever we can. One of the hard things that you always talk about or often talk about is the mental health crisis that we're mm. seeing in this generation of, of kids. So can you summarize a little bit about that and how maybe you know what we're doing here on Grounded Soaring might be helpful? Uh, yeah, this is an important topic that we really all need to pay attention to. So I think I can probably summarize it in, in, in two points. The first is that the mental health crisis is real. It is impacting everywhere, um, including in every school. And to be blunt, we really cannot put our heads in the sand on this one. The fact that suicide rates uh, for all ages have increased, including for 10-year-olds, is a devastating reality, but we cannot hide from it. As parents, though, it's it's a tough um, balancing act because we do need to recognize the, 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 the fraught nature of the time we're raising children in. Um, and adolescence in, but we don't want to be overly hovering with our children and, and treat them as if they're fragile, sort of overanalyzing every moment of their mood and, and swooping in. We are we want to do approach this with a degree of balance and understanding that 
the goal that we have as parents is to help our kids develop the capacities and strengths to navigate this very challenging time. So in general, we need to have an awareness of mental health for our children, you know, cultivating a trust, a trusting and open relationship with them where they can feel safe to share with us how they're doing, how they're feeling. And when our children do share, we really need to start with empathy and deep listening. A lot of times when our parents or when our children share things with us, we jump into advice giving or shutting down or um, uh, just kind of uh, dismissiveness. And we need to start with, with pausing what we're doing, listening deeply, and empathizing with the situation they're struggling with. The other thing we need to do is if, if what they're sharing with us is elevating enough of a concern, we should err on going sooner rather than later um, to a mental health expert. So um, reaching out for accesses, access to a psychologist or therapist earlier rather than later. The second point is to note that there's a major difference between when we were young, you and I at least, um, when we were young, external factors that we faced um, in terms of major risks were external by, by nature. So drug abuse, pregnancy, drunk driving, um, but these are no longer the main risks for adolescents. They've actually become internal. So the greatest risks now are anxiety and depression for our kids. I think I said there'd be two points, but actually I want to add a third. Um, the other thing to remember as we're raising kids in this area is that research in the last decade has found very distinct declaratively that children raised in affluent communities like Marin experience higher rates of anxiety, depression, and substance abuse. There are obviously so many benefits to being raised and surrounded by resource-rich environs and schools, but there are also risk factors we need to acknowledge. So I think then one of the most important qualities of a Marin edu Montessori education is that we don't promote a narrow definition of what makes a child or a teenager affirmable. We're a big tent. You know, we see, we honor, we love, we challenge the unique potential in each child, not privileging or praising a narrow type of kid over others. You know, Terry, I often think the bottom line is that all humans, including adults, we yearn to be seen and known for who we truly are and affirmed for who we truly are. So giving that gift to our kids, it's what our teachers give to the students here every day and, and we as parents can give to our kids. That gift of being seen and known and valued for who our children are is, a, is like a prophylactic. It protects our kids from the type of anxieties and depression that are so rampant today in, in children and teens. And especially, of course, when you consider how much social comparison they experience through the ubiquity of social media. No, it's, it's incredibly powerful. I mean, I've been in schools for 20 years. Um, my ch own children are now through the gauntlet for the most part, 19 and 22, and uh, it is a gauntlet, and it does feel like for parents of even younger kids, it's, it's only growing more uh, treacherous in some ways, um, mm. but it does make it like an environment like this in schools um, where that pay attention to these issues, mm. like all the more precious and valuable. Um, okay, so the stakes are high. We've seen it at uh, Marin Montessori School, um, and maybe more broadly, that the Montessori approach is actually, uh, you know, a, a very powerful way to meet this moment. So um, not everyone is familiar with Montessori, and we don't have to go through it. It's a short podcast. You can't do everything. But like, why do you think that the Montessori pedagogy and the Montessori approach is sort of of this time, even though it's 100 mm. years old or so? I'll go back to, yeah, for sure. I'll go back to a report from the Department of Labor, I think it was 2017, that predicted that 65% of the careers that our kids will have 
have not been invented yet. And that doesn't surprise anyone of us living in the Bay Area, which is really the hub of innovation and, and just, just disruption. Um, and, and I believe that the pandemic has even amplified our sense of the ever-changing, unstable nature of the world. And so what does that mean in terms of what sort of education do we need to offer our kids? Because it needs to be an education for their futures, not our past. And so I really believe that that Marin Montessori is meeting that moment most powerfully. It's why I'm here. It's why why I moved here from a 20-year career in college prep schools like you. Um, because this is it. And the there's a few bottom lines of why it's really meeting the moment. I'd say the first thing that comes to mind, Terry, is that the academic learning, it is most robustly in any education model that I've seen, connecting the learning to real life. And this is what keeps children's curiosity and love for learning burning so brightly. You know, our Marine Montessori kids never ask, when am I ever going to use this in my life? Um, they witness and experience the hands-on practical applications that both cement that cognitive learning most powerfully in their brains, but also inspire them because it's real. And doc- that was Dr. Montessori's key thesis, is that when children enter the world, they enter already curious, right. wanting to learn. And the sad reality is is that so many schools, they think they have to cajole kids to want to learn through rewards and punishments. When in fact, what we see is we set up the environment that meets the developmental tendencies of children, they just flourish. I mean, the fact that kids still love coming to school for our junior high is a testament to that. Um, And I think that, you know, this goes back to why it meets the moment, which is that if we think about you're launching kids into the world, I'm, I've launched, I'm launching an 18 and 20 year old into the world, is that what we really need are kids who are pilots in their lives and education, not passive passengers, because they are going to face... A, a level of a, a level and a a speed of change and challenge that we can't even predict. And so, what we want are young adults who can dive into the problems they face with a sense of curiosity and robust problem solving skills that require uh, a degree of agency and a sense of of ownership of their lives. If kids are just passive passengers or professional hoop jumpers with no real deep connection to their learning and and robustness in terms of their curiosity, they're not going to flourish. And um, so that's the main reason I think we are meeting the moment in terms of the cognitive development that keeps kids really robustly um, connected in, in love of learning, which will then inspire them as adults to tackle the challenges that we can't even f- predict they'll face. The other benefit that's worth mentioning is just the emotional well-being piece. We know this is a really hard time. Um, and the fact that even starting the toddler program, we're teaching kids to identify their emotions and give language to their emotions and feelings that we are so thoughtful in creating um, environments where conflict resolution is thoughtfully handled and children develop empathy and compassion. Um, and then even in the in the junior high, um, that continues with the development of mindfulness and deep um, compassion and empathy for one another and and interpersonal development and interpersonal communication skills. This is incredibly important. Um, And and we really see the benefit of that, I'd say, in in the junior high being small enough that there is not social anonymity. Um, It's large enough so kids have a bunch of new friends and peers, and, and that's wonderful. But it's not so big that kids can hide because when kids are anonymous and they feel anonymous, that's when the meanness comes out in teens. I mean, you can kind of see it on online platforms when people are anonymous, but 
in adolescent programs, if, it get, if they get too big beyond 60, 70, 80, uh, that's when teens can, can be in the corners and that's when the passive aggressive or the, the real mean stuff happens. So I love that structure um, in terms of keeping social accountability for adolescents. And that, that allows them to be in a, 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 an emotionally safe place, which is so important. And, and I really believe, you know, that, that the testimony to Mary Montessori is that it's the best of both worlds. You can actually have it both. You can have an education where kids are immersed in hands-on nature-rich learning, loving coming to school, and being incredibly well-developed academically for life beyond Mary Montessori. I think, you know, we're so... We were so delighted to learn that 100% of our junior high students last year got um, admissions offers to their first choice high school. So that's not every year, but but it speaks to um, just the power of this education and what it's what it's how it's being recognized. So listening to you talk, one of the things that always comes back to me is that uh, this piece of language we came up with, which is not all that original, it seems like Dr. Montessori came up with it too. Um, which is that education is an act of hope. Mm. Um, and I know that one of our goals with this new website and all this stuff we're doing is to sort of offer practical advice for families right. that is also connected to like a sense that things are going to work out. Like if you, there are ways of creating these whole children who are um, excited to be uh, in school and beyond that feel passionate about their lives and be able to chart futures that will make all of us proud and be gratifying and fulfilling for them. So I'm wondering if you, know, you could sort of give us a sense about this, your goals for this website and for this effort with Grounded and Soaring about practical advice. Mm. What do you, and, and why mm -hmm. that by its nature is maybe like a hopeful thing. Yeah, I can think of three things that come to mind when you ask that question. The first is that we want to give access to parents to learning that helps them capture the heart of great Montessori education and bring that into their home with their children so that they're fostering independence and harmony in their home life. And that's really what you experience where you're in a, in a great Montessori classroom. So really, number one, really practical um, home-based information on how you can translate this. I think the second piece is practical information around just how the mechanics of a great Montessori education work. Uh, I mentioned earlier that sometimes, and it really frustrates me that we haven't gotten over this, but sometimes I hear parents say that it feels like it's a black box here. And so how do we teach spelling? When does that happen? How does it work, right? How, do, how does the math education work so beautifully as it does? So practical information around the mechanics of, of, of great Montessori education. And then the other piece that's really practical is around... Um, I've heard you talk about raising healthy children in, un, in an often unhealthy world. Going back to strategies around mental and emotional health and communication with children at, at, at all ages, from toddlers through teens, um, practical advice for parents around cultivating great communication with their children, but also strategies for uh, cultivating in their kids and their families um, really, really a sense of flourishing and well-being. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think the site, if it does what it's supposed to do, is going to offer all of that. And I also think that they're just going to be great stories. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I've been yeah. working on some here that I think will be really helpful. If I were, you know, again, my kids are already through it. But if I saw my kids, kids were doing some of these things, I would feel like it would, it would make me feel better. Fantastic. Right? It would make me feel great. So I, I think just to sort of shed the light on the great things that are happening here. So um, there we have it. That's All what right. we're going to do. We're going to produce and share stories uh, over the next months. Um, I want to encourage anyone who's listening um, to visit the website, which is groundedandsoaring.org. Um, you can follow us on social media channels. Uh, Grounded and Soaring has its own on uh, Facebook and 
Twitter, I think is what we're doing. Um, and if you have any suggestions about topics or comments that you have, um, you can email us at groundedandsoaring at rinmontessori.org. There's also a little button you can put on the website and you can push and, and throw some uh, ideas out there. So anyway, thank, thank you, you. No, thank you. I'm, thank you so much for your efforts on this. I'm really excited to yeah, see right. you take off. Yeah. All right. Off. Here we go. Here we go.